Hello and welcome to Long Road Down Under, Around the World in 92 Days, the podcast where old friends discuss the journey of a lifetime a decade ago. I'm Matt. I'm Alan. And today we have a special guest joining us, Becky. Woo! <laughs> Hi. Hi. Uh, it's so I'm great to see you. Well, welcome to the unscripted podcast where you don't have That's to worry right. about what you say because we don't know what we're talking yeah. about anyway. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, I'm in this... the right place. <laughs> <laughs> so this will, this will be our fourth um, Ozbus interview uh, that we've done. We've talked to uh, David Frost and uh, Liv uh, and then Rick and now Becky. So, uh, man, it's just been so great to connect with the, with all you guys. It's the first thing you said, where have 10 years gone? And I, I surely don't know. No, it's crazy. Uh, it's great to see you guys. And yeah, it's like, it's like that 10 years hasn't even happened. Yeah. We spent so much time together. <laughs> yeah. The course, yeah. Right. Becky was in yeah. our inner, our inner circle of friends on the trip. She, or as we, as we were called the Glee Club. So uh, we have a, a lot of fun times, a lot of fun stories that we, we share with Becky. I did not hear called the Glee Club until like two weeks from the end of the trip. So maybe that was. Yeah, I think it was a semi affectionately, shall we say. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> well said. Um, well, let's uh, let's start it off. Um, uh, AWOL, you want to begin? You've always got a great opening question. Uh, oh, sure. Yeah. So uh, I feel like you ask everybody. So so go ahead, man. Yeah, not to ask all the same questions, but it, it just it helps us jump yeah. into the conversation. So the first thing I always want to know, uh, and I'm excited to hear, how did you find out about the Ozbus? How did you make the decision that you wanted to do this three-month trip? Sure. So I'd always wanted to travel, but I'm this really annoying person, and I unfortunately still have some of this trait in me where I'm like, oh, but it will take me like a whole year to save the kind of money that I would need. And a year is such a long time. Oh, I just can't be bothered. It's too much hard work. And then another year would go by and it's like, what have you actually achieved with your life? And so that went on throughout like early to mid twenties. And then it was actually um, an old uni pal. Uh, we weren't really close, but we were friends on Facebook and he just starts posting all these pictures. And I'm like, what is this? And he went on the Ausbus exactly a year before we did. So back then, I think they did two trips a year I think mm -hmm. they did like September like us and then I think they did one maybe March or something as well and so that was it just something clicked and I was like well you know what you always say this you say you'll do you know what's a year it's too long and you never get anywhere so right that's it I'm committing and that's kind of what I did so maybe in the sort of October November I I think I'd messaged him a little bit he directed me to the website and I was like right, that's it, I'm doing it, I'm saving, and I'm going to go next September. And it's the first time, like, in my life where I probably kind of committed to something. Um, and just seeing his pictures and everything he was doing was just so exciting. And so, yeah, I finally was like, right, I'm doing it. And I, I tried to get a career break at my job, but it all got a bit messy. I kind of had one, but, yeah, let's mm -hmm. not go down that road. It's a really long, boring story. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, yeah. 
so that was it so I finally did something and it was kind of a nice bounce because it's like I'm traveling on my own but I'm not traveling on my own right, which right. I felt that felt kind of nice oh. actually when you look back now it was so cheap like obviously it wasn't it wasn't at the time like it was about five grand and to save that was hard work but now I think about it and I we had to pay a little extra because of like the flight because you remember we were supposed to go to Pakistan mm -hmm. and we didn't and so it's about five five and a five thousand five hundred or something and yet now you're like oh my god so we've done what we did to so have all our accommodation all our breakfast for that much money is insane oh yeah absolutely and that's probably I think we've discussed why they probably shut down us bus <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they weren't charging enough for the experience but I, what was that year like? Because I was in the same boat, having to save up for a whole year, always wanted to travel, but didn't know how I was going to have the time or ability to save. And at least I had, I had Hickey, you know, I yeah. knew I was going to, I wasn't going alone. Mm -hmm. So for you, what was that year leading up to it like? Um, did you ever feel like it wasn't going to come to fruition or, you know, what, what, what were your emotions you were going through? Oh my goodness. Yeah, good question. I don't even know if I can remember really, but like, I I don't know. It's just, it's, I live my life in denial a lot of the time. So it's kind of, you're like, you're saving, but you don't have that yeah. thing at the end of it. So I think probably I went through his photos a lot. Like I went through this guy's photos. I kept reading the itinerary to kind of get excited about it. And just that was enough to kind of spur me on, I think. I was working full time and, mm -hmm. um, as an administrator back then and so yeah I guess I probably talked about it with my friends and then most of it was excitement it was only like mm. I left my job on the 31st of August and bless them oh, they wow. bought me like they as a leaving present my team they were amazing they bought me so much travel stuff like I had a microfiber towel all that stuff they kind of bought for me um, which made it start to really feel real. Um, and then I was just, like I said to Alan when we were waiting, I was, I was just so terrified that first day. <laughs> I remember being like, if someone gave me the option to not go right now, I probably would be like, okay. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a good segue to a question I have for you. Like the standing, I, I do want to talk about that scene where we're all sitting, standing in the embankment, sizing up. Who's who on the trip? Who's going to be, you know, the funny guy? Who's the weird person, et cetera. But decades passed, and those those three, four months that we spent on the bus were, I think, without fail, so important for everyone on the trip. So who who were you then, and who are you now? Uh, yeah, I've been thinking about this question because I've obviously <laughs> and I've heard, asked it a bunch. Yeah, no, but it's a really good question because I've been thinking about how much I've changed. Like who I was back then was like no confidence, people pleaser, like insecure. But I obviously had enough, some sort of confidence there to even do the trip. And but I also really lack self confidence as well. It's kind of a strange one. But massively, like, people please are wanting to be liked, all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, for what it, what it gave me, oh, God, let's go deep. Um, so I think my parents, before I went away, still always treated, you know, parents still always see you as a child, even though you're like, I'm in my 20s. And I think going away, because I ended up being away for nine months, because um, yeah. I stayed on. 
And so I came back the end of May 2011. And I think that really shifted because it made them see that I can look after myself. And it made me realize that I can look after myself. Mm. Um, and because uh, although we didn't, I was lucky and didn't have any massive disasters on our bit of the trip, apart from I did get sick twice, but I had a like one travel disaster later on when I was in Australia. In fact, I kind of, I mean, I was a mess when I went through it and it was pathetic and I was crying like a baby, but I survived it and I came out the other end. And so I guess I came back and that just really gave me more confidence and belief in myself. And now, yeah, a lot more, a lot more confident and settled and I'm trying to break the people pleasing. It's still there a little bit, but it's much better than it was. But I think that's age. I think that's probably age. I think what the trip gave me was just that thing that you're like, you finally did something you said you wanted to do. You wanted to travel and you did it. I think mm -hmm. that's for me my biggest takeaway that, like I said, I put it off for so many years and I was just so glad that I finally got the guts to do it. Yeah. that's. I, I'm glad you brought up the age because we were chatting before we started about how we were a lot of us were similar age 26 mm -hmm. right around there but i think it happened at a perfect time for a lot of us yeah um hickey i know you've talked about how this was a culmination of several years of of yeah. of, of this experience um it was something you always wanted and i think for becky for you it sounds like for me like i'd always wanted to travel as well so it was just <laughs> It was something that we needed to do. It was an, an experience that yeah. we needed to, we needed to take this chance and do something yeah. different. And at, at that time in our life, it was just a perfect whirlwind. It, it just kind of came together the, at the right time. You know, I, I don't think you, all of us were in a similar, but I don't think you join join a trip like this if you're not doing some sort of searching, whether it's yeah. internal or literally to, to to learn more. But there's you're not going to sign up to to go around the world on a bus unless you're trying to learn a little bit. <laughs> but then yeah. I'm kind of in, like, I was saying to Alan, Frankie was, like, we were the youngest lot apart from Frankie. There was no one else yeah. younger. So we were 26, and there was a bunch of us at 26. And then Frankie was 21, I think. And honestly, yeah. I'm in yeah. awe because I could not, me as a 21-year-old would not have been able to do it. Yeah, I couldn't save that much money at 21 years old. I mean, I could oh, well. <laughs> I was always paying my school loans late at 21 years old, so I couldn't even imagine. You were still turning in assignments late at 21. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I, was <laughs> I was still I was still trying to get you to write uh, papers for me at 21. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah, yeah I I needed that extra five years of life experience or or lack thereof yeah. to do this or like do this. i don't know about yeah. you like going into the working world and then going oh oh no this, no i need this is not fun yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah maybe that's what it was i just needed to go to the i needed to start working to realize i needed to go do something fun with my life before i you know, really yeah yeah because i remember my mom being like okay but you've got to come back eventually and like settle and have a career and i remember being like who says i have to though exactly <laughs> Yeah. Now, had you? I know you maybe mentioned that you had traveled once a year. Had you traveled that much before? And had you gone out of Europe? What was your traveling experience like? I'd not done loads. I'd done loads of, you know, holidays with family and stuff, which was mostly Europe, just Spain and things like that. I'd done a lot of school trips. I'd done like France, Germany. Weirdly, I'd gone to Russia on a school trip. Um, I'd also mm -hmm. been to Canada on like a 
girl guiding kind of trip as well. Um, and I'd been to the, where was I? Yeah, I'd been to the States when I was 23. I did Camp America. So I went and did kind of three months over in um, upstate New York. So I'd done kind of bits and pieces. And I guess that I'd technically gone off on my own, but I knew someone at camp. She was joining me later. And then as a group, we went to the Bahamas. Some of us went to the Bahamas for a week, which was really cool. So I'd done little bits and pieces, but I'd never done anything like this. So weirdly, like the first stop was Bruges, right? And that was the only place on the trip that I had actually been. So I remember like the first day I'm like, right, well, I've been here. And then I'd like, I'd done Germany, but I'd not been to Heidelberg. So so, yeah, I remember being, I was so excited about Asia because I'd never been there at all. And then I remember actually like not trying to wish Europe away but just focusing on Asia like can't wait to get to Asia and actually loving that was about two and a half weeks in Europe absolutely Mm. loved it it totally surprised me Mm. how like loved loved Heidelberg loved Prague loved Vienna I know some people found Vienna a bit meh but I really liked it um absolutely obsessed with Istanbul loved it so I remember being really surprised by that yeah I always thought I always I guess I assumed the same thing about most of the crew, the crew was from Europe. And so the trip for them wasn't really about Europe. It was more about going to Asia or Australia. But it's really interesting that you really enjoyed the Europe part. Yeah. And I guess for you guys, were you excited about Europe? Because obviously it's not on your doorstep. Oh, yeah. I, I absolutely was because I'd never, I'd only been to Spain and it was only for a week. And so I, I always liked the idea of, you know, backpacking in Europe, you know, that sort of thing that I'd heard of people doing that. And I thought that, I kind of felt like that's a little bit of what we were going going to do. Obviously, it wasn't. It wasn't. You know, we had backpacks, and but everything was planned for us. But yeah, I was excited about Europe. So I, um, oddly enough, had been to Eastern Europe, uh, but not Western Europe. So uh, it's funny. When we went to Sofia, Bulgaria. I had been, I'd been there twice before. Yeah, you had. And, yeah. and like went to the same like pizza shop like three months earlier. <laughs> It's <laughs> so, so weird. Um, so I was, yeah, I was definitely excited about Europe, but I was more excited about Western Europe. And I'd heard from anyone who had ever been there that Prague was incredible. Um, and we, we talked about it at length, what a great day that we all had in um, Budapest. Yes. Uh, when we, yeah, we had, a, we had a fun day there. So mm-hmm. and that was the first place we really yeah, had some you. excitement for that going. It really was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was so unfit and walking up that hill. <laughs> we all were. Come on. We were all about to pass out standing next to that statue. If you look closely in those pictures, we're all like, you know, red-eyed, <laughs> like <laughs> breathing heavy. If you <laughs> struggle. But I remember, um, I remember there was like a triathlon or thing, wasn't there, on or whatever it was. And also the night that you guys went to McDonald's, I'd forgotten about that when you talk because I'm 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 a weird groupie now and I've listened to every episode of your podcast and I re- I was like oh yeah I remember that and um I think that's like Frankie and I went for dinner with Barry I think like we went we just okay. the three of us it was really nice I don't really remember like I've said my memory is appalling for this trip but there are just little pockets of things that I remember and I I think we did that in Budapest because we walked up to was it a big square that had oh god i should know the names of these things oh you're fine you don't know either 
I should you have, I should have my eyes open with it all listed. But yeah, I just remember we went for a walk and we went to eat somewhere, I think. I, yeah, Budapest was lovely. Mm-hmm. I really can't remember many of the hostels. So I have to say when you guys are like, oh, that hostel was nice, that hostel, I'm like, I cannot remember. Did no, you... the one in Budapest was not nice. I know that. Oh, yeah, no. it smelled awful. <laughs> Was, I've got no yeah. memory of that one. I I know you talked about the Turkey one being uh, Istanbul being like the worst one. I can only remember the front of it. I can't remember where I like slept or anything like that. It was huge. I mean, you probably were in a like an eight person dorm just with not with bus mates yeah. um, mm-hmm. because that, that's how it was was for us. The uh, did you remember? Um, oh, the place that the guy gave us the homemade brandy, and you kept talking about the guy that smelled like cheese. Yes, was that when we were watching <laughs> tennis? Was that in um, Sofia, or was that in? Wasn't Sofia? No. That was in Serbia. Serbia, yeah. It was in Serbia. Okay. Yeah, I was like, "How That's does right. he smell like cheese?" It took me a very long time to figure <laughs> that out. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I remember we we had the free brandy, and like you and Frankie came back down. I was like, I, "We can't stand in here because the guy smells so bad." <laughs> We just needed to wash a little bit, but yeah, it was not great. Um, Iran, like our hotels, the hotels were amazing, and um, and there was a bed so big. Like Frankie and I shared a room in the Tehran one, where it was really nice, and it was like a super king. And because we were both really short, we could lie like across it, and we could have technically slept like across it, and we wouldn't have had our feet off the end. I, I definitely remember us uh, playing cards in the hotel uh, in yeah. Tehran a few times. We were we were playing poker and using Uno cards as betting chips. Yeah, uh, and do you remember uh, we got um, room service, and then we suddenly realized that us girls, so Laura, Frankie, and I, weren't like were, were uncovered, like we were in shrapnel. <laughs> harem pants because it was hot and then suddenly we were like oh god matt you're gonna have to answer the door because we we can't we, we don't have time to like put all our crap back on again all the clothes back on so we had to like oh, yeah. we were hiding in that weird little kitchen i think while you went and we got burgers so i can remember that do you, do you remember the uh how difficult it was to actually order I, because i guess because of my accent i couldn't order a club sandwich i remember trying oh, to say true. club sandwich like club sandwich Club sandwich. <laughs> oh my god, I'd forgotten about that. You know what's weird is sometimes I say club sandwich and I forgot where that was from. <laughs> you go out with your friends and you call it a club sandwich, and everybody's like, like What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember now. Oh, yeah, I have that, I think. Maybe I didn't have a burger then. Someone had a burger at some point. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, that was a and nice you said. You mentioned it already, but when when we were getting in an argument with the taxi driver, well, first of all, in the car, in the taxi, where we honestly thought we were going to die. Mm-hmm. That was not <laughs> then, a good day. Yeah. yeah, he's like following us into the hotel. And I'm like, oh, for goodness sake, just pay him, just pay him. <laughs> it was I don't incredible. know what I was thinking. Like, it's like suddenly we were standing there and like, because the, Mark was with us too, and he was upset about it. And suddenly, like, the math dawned on me. He's like, this is $3. Just give, yeah. give him three dollars. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, that was Saran was nuts. Uh, glad you shared some good memories there. 
<laughs> Mostly I just remember the hotels and the buffet breakfast. It's terrible. Most of my memories are food related. Well, I can relate there. Well, speaking uh, of food, the one thing I think about, one of the things I think about when I think about you and Laura and Frankie and Natalie, you guys love Magnum ice cream bars. Do you remember? Like every time we'd stop, you'd get a Magnum ice cream bar. Yes, and that carried on in Australia. So when um, Laura, Frankie and I lived together in um, Sydney for like three and a half months after the trip, and we were obsessed because they had this like double caramelly thing, which to this mm -hmm. day I'm still searching for and have yet to find, but it was amazing. And also I remember Laura, Nassie and um, Frankie getting addicted. Maybe one of, maybe you might as well getting addicted to Diet Coke, like they were trying to wean themselves off because... They were starting to be a bit like, I need to have one. <laughs> Particularly in India, we were having like long days yeah. and some of the only stops were at like tuck shops. And I don't even remember, lot, a lot of Oreos were consumed. Lots of Oreos. And, at, and at one point, I actually didn't eat an Oreo for like five years after our trip because I tried the double stuff. I remember, Anne, you were like, you've got to try them. <laughs> and I ate about six in a row and felt physically sick and then didn't touch them for like five years. <laughs> There were uh, flavors of Oreos on that trip that I had never even heard of, that we did not have yeah. here in the States. Yeah. I, I think one of the things about, because I tried to stop drinking Cokes for a while, there was something about uh, being on, on the bus and being so sweltering hot and getting out, and you could find Coke more frequently than you could find water. And it was so yeah. cold yeah. and perfect. Like, getting out of that bus and getting I just couldn't resist it, and it was... Also, like, you know, it's so cheap, like 20 rupees, which equates to like a quarter in the U.S., which we know is money. Um, but it was not, it's just not much. I just remember the girls getting to a point where they were like, I need it. I need one. And then they were like, and then they were like I think I've got a problem. I just remember them being like, I need to wean myself off. And I, I just spent my entire time hunting for true dairy milk, like real dairy milk. Yeah. And I remember getting some in India and being really excited and then eating it and being like, no, this is not, no, <laughs> this <laughs> is not funny. the real deal. Nothing was normal in India. Everything was different there. Now, I know we've talked a lot about India and the impact it had on us. Um, did you mm -hmm. did you feel that at all? Did you? Did you come away from India? Did you, what were your thoughts on India? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Did you come away with any long lasting uh, impressions or, you know, things that maybe changed the way you viewed the world after that? Yeah, I loved it, but uh, there was a level of hate by the end of the mm -hmm. two weeks, just the noise and, and the begging, which I feel bad about, but it was difficult every time you went outside. Um, but for me, same as you guys, um, the Golden Temple was incredible, and it is my lasting memory from the entire trip. Really? And I really feel like, did we spend like three hours there? Because I feel like we were there for a really long time, or maybe that's just my memory. But I remember just, I'm not a religious person, and I know you guys were and everything, but I just felt something there. Like, I just remember feeling so at peace. Mm. And I think it's, because I don't know, because we were supposed to do a week in Pakistan and obviously that didn't happen because there was really bad flooding in 2010. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if we were going to go to the Golden Temple or not. So basically mm. we were supposed to do a week in Pakistan and a week in India and we ended up two weeks in India. And I don't know which bits of India we would have not done 
in my head, we wouldn't have done that first week, but I don't know if it's that simple, but I guess I had no expectations. <clears throat> I'd never it. And it, it just blew me away for every, the same reasons that you guys described in that podcast. Like the people were so kind. Yeah. I remember us kind of trying to look in and then be like, Oh, I don't want to be disrespectful though. And they were so welcoming, but it was just the atmosphere. I just felt something. I felt so at peace. And then I've realized when I became a travel wanker because I wasn't that impressed with the Taj Mahal. <laughs> I'm one of those ones. Like, is this it? And then I feel really bad about it because you guys were like, it's amazing. And I'm like, why didn't, I don't know what it was, but that's when I knew I'd become a travel wanker because I was like, oh, is this it? Oh, well, really? Oh, okay, fine. Whatever. Spoiler alert. That was the, that was the uh, opera house for me. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's funny uh that's that's hilarious though no um we spent a, a minimum of two hours in the golden temple three we very yeah, very I very well have we, been there for three hours yeah two to three i feel i just feel like we were there a really long time we were but i really i really loved it i loved um jodhpur like that guest house that food that night yeah, was, that was incredible mm -hmm. and i remember everyone being like you're gonna get sick in India you're gonna you know I don't know if you guys remember I was sick um I got food poisoning the very last day in Turkey in the Cappadocia area and we then had the bus trip the next day to do the Iran border oh, yeah. so I was pummeling um Imodium like that morning <laughs> and that that sick bug that that food poisoning messed me up for a whole week so the whole Iran I don't know if you remember, Matt, like we'd be playing, playing cards and then I'd get like a stomach yeah, cramp and I'd yeah. like roll over and just, it was so painful I that I'd have that. my eyes and I'd break out into a sweat. So for a whole week, and I remember being really disappointed with the Iranian food, like in my head, it was going to be incredible. And I don't know if we picked the wrong restaurants or what, but every time we did go out, I just didn't enjoy it. But then I'm grateful because by the time we got to India, I'd stopped being ill. I didn't get sick in India. I put on so much weight in India because of were amazing. <laughs> Being sick on the bus was the worst. I mean, I had one of those days in India and it was just like Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, there was nothing you could nothing you could do. You just had to you just had to uh, deal with it and get by as best as you could. So I, I could understand how you felt that day. Yeah, I, I had another one in Indonesia was the other one, which was not pleasant. And I lost like a day. You guys, I think, were out on a beach and stuff. I don't know. I was in bed. Poor Natalie shared with me that day. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> I, uh, I remember I made a bet early in the trip with, I can't remember if you and Frankie or just Frankie, about whether or not I would get sick. Yeah. And that's one of my, like, it's my, my only superpower, whatever, is I just don't get, I have an iron stomach. And... Sure enough, I didn't. So one of y'all had to buy me a drink in, in uh, Sydney. <laughs> oh, yeah. That no, I remember the, uh, yeah, Alan, that you bet. got sick from that street food. And then Matt's like, I feel fine. Yeah, <laughs> and we're like, how is this possible? But do you remember um, people kept saying you'll get sick in Varanasi, though. You will get sick there. So yeah. that was when we went to, like, McDonald's one night and then Pizza Hut the other night. <laughs> because it was like, oh, I'll, we'll just do that so that we don't get sick. Yeah, I took malaria pills 
And at some yeah. point, I just I just stopped. I just, you know, at, at first I thought, you know, I need to, especially once I got into India, I was like, I need to do this. But then at some point, I just kind of stopped taking them. And I, I, I guess, it, you know, it was being a new traveler, I was all worried about these things that I couldn't control. And then after a while, it just kind of all went on the back burner. It just wasn't, you know, something I worried about too much. Yeah, I... I really lucked out because I somehow accidentally got a prescription for the the ones like not the ones that everyone gets the better ones which were supposed to be more expensive but they mm-hmm. made a mistake and I got them really cheap so oh, I don't nice. really I can't remember what happened but I just remember being like okay well we're just not going to say anything about this so I think I took them because I was really lucky like I didn't really have side effects my thing was I was really nervous about being on a bus because I get really bad travel sickness Mm. so at the very first couple of days I kept I kept sitting at the front and on the very the second day when we were leaving Bruges I took a travel sickness pill I don't know what happened but do you remember we had to pull over because had someone left something back at the hostel and they had to run and get it um and we pulled over the side of the road I can't remember who I can't remember what it was I had to get off the bus and I was sick Oh my gosh. Um, but it was the tablet that made me sick, not like the travel. We we hadn't even we'd gone like down the road. And uh, from that day forward, so I'd bought all this like travel sickness stuff with me. <clears throat> and from the day I didn't use it. And then, you know, we all became people that just sat at the back of the bus and I was completely fine. So we did. It, it showed, you know, some of it is like psychological. Um and I yeah, I was completely fine after that. It was really bizarre. So I was like, well, I'm not taking one of those again. We we wanted to be the the cool kids and always get the back of the bus. That that kind of became yeah. our spot. <laughs> yeah. Or 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 the annoying people at the back. Or of the, the annoying bus. ones. A little yeah. Above, yeah. There's a great That's memory funny. of us sitting in the the back of the bus in Australia singing Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, I remember that. While going down the Stewart Highway. Uh, just amazing. There's a video I think that Laura had posted about that. And I, I still yeah. watch that occasionally because it just makes makes me so happy. It was it was just one of those spontaneous moments, wasn't it, that everyone joined in and on. It was good. One of my lasting memories, I think it's Nepal, you know, the treacherous roads. Mm. And it was, oh, yeah. for some reason, it was only me and Laura on the back. Like, I don't know why, but it was only us two. And going around those corners and all of that, like we were freaking out. And poor Laura was basically having a panic attack and ended up like covering her head. And we kept swapping. So when she would end up like on the edge, just looking over the cliff, like I'd swap with her. And I don't know what happened to me. I went into some delirious thing where I just found it hilarious. I think because it was like, there's nothing we can do about it. So I just ended up laughing, which probably didn't help for Laura. (laughs) It was some weird, I'm not an adrenaline junkie, but I seem to get some weird kick out of it in the end. I think because it's completely out of our control, like we just had to hope we didn't die. (laughs) And we didn't. Yeah, it was a little sketchy there for a bit. There were definitely some sketchy moments. Speaking of sketchy uh, in India, as a, a woman... (laughs) <laughs> the bathrooms in India were not uh, the the best, right? I mean, they were like just holes in the, in the ground, right? Yeah, and and they don't do queuing. And you know us Brits, we love a queue or we a love line. Love a good queue. <laughs> um, and we were well into those harem pants, which are really great for traveling on a bus. 
less great when you're trying to pee over a hole and like you've got all this material that you're trying to not drop into that hole you get used to it but there was one there was just one I have no idea where in India but there was one that was completely dark and it wasn't even like a porcelain it was just like a hole in the ground and I remember us all just being like I'm just standing on sand. I'm just standing on sand and mud. <laughs> and I remember, yeah, that was the worst. But you just kind of get used to it. And I went to Australia a few years ago, about four years ago, and I stopped in Kuala Lumpur Airport, and I'd completely forgotten about the Asian toilets. And walked in, and, you know, it all comes flooding back. And you're like, oh, yeah, I did this for, like, two months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys were definitely troopers. Or you ladies were definitely troopers having to deal with that because – you know, we didn't we didn't have to deal with that as much, but I remember that being just a a funny thing that the girls would always talk about. It became like an seat. But yeah. it was yeah, you just adjust like you did with everything really. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the pants the you brought up the pants that you, you all what what were they called again? I just call them like harem pants. I don't know, but the you know, like people sh- will probably know they're really baggy annoying traveler people wear them because they're like oh, i'm so bohemian and yeah. we were like we're not yeah. gonna do that and then we got well into it and just lived in them for most of asia i think absolutely oh, yeah i mean that i think it was istanbul where a lot of the ladies picked up those pants and yeah. in the in the market and the grand bazaar and after that you're right i mean it was just like every day everyone all the ladies like wearing the same sort of pants we just all got really comfortable with one another and that, that was the only option we had Pretty much. But um, I remember you talking, you were talking about Frankie and her ankle and you kind of were yeah. like, oh, I want to talk to someone. Obviously, I'm not Frankie, but I did go to the hospital with her. What happened? Yeah, tell yeah. Um, It was me and Vicky and most of it, like we were just trying to keep Frankie calm because she was a bit younger and was freaking out. But to be fair, I'd be freaking out as well. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly it was fine. But yeah, there was just this one moment where she kind of leant off the side or something. And there was like a blood stain on her clothing. And we were like, where's that come from? And basically the, the what do you call it? Like not bedding, but what she was sat on. So on a gurney was just like foam covered in plastic. And there was a hole in the plastic. Oh, and so then when we gosh. gently pushed down, like blood started bubbling out of that hole. So it's coming out the oh. foam. And oh. I remember me and Vicky, I just remember me and Vicky being like, just don't tell her. Just don't, just don't, just don't show her. Just let's just, we just need to get out of it. <laughs> oh my gosh. My main memory of it. But what we never understood, she didn't break her ankle. It was a nasty sprain. Why on earth did they put it in a cast? Do you remember in the end, she cut it off herself? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, but surely it needs the room to swell. And now you're stopping. It just never made much sense to us. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've had a few terrible sprained ankles, but I never was in a cast. No. Yeah, she. I think she cut it off because she wanted to buy a pair of jeans. <laughs> that was, that was, I don't remember. Where were we? Were we in Thailand? Uh, I probably by then. I don't know. That's. Uh, did you steal the comforter for? Her? I must have. I didn't remember that. Like you mentioned it, and I was like, I do not remember that at all. But I, mean, I guess it, or it might have been Vicky. It's probably Vicky. Bless her, was so like was, motherly yeah. and so yep, lovely yep. in that way. Like it was probably Vicky. I think. That's um, hilarious. But yeah, it, was, it wasn't experience. 
Because, yeah, at one point she got taken away to have like an x-ray and we're just like, but yeah, not speaking the language much. And, mm-hmm. But they, you know, they treated her kindly and everything. Sure. It was a little bit of a cleanliness issue. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I remember, you know, she she obviously got hurt in India. And then we haven't talked about this yet, but um, Bev, who was on the trip as well, she, she went away for a few weeks. Um, she'd gotten really sick. I don't remember the details of it but i remember it was somewhere in thailand in yeah thailand right. where where she had to go uh to the hospital and we didn't see her again until i think bali yeah um from memory she got sick with something got some antibiotics because in india you could just get whatever you wanted i remember yeah. laura buying valium and, um you could just buy whatever um and i think she was she got some antibiotics for whatever the problem was but she kept saying to them, like, no penicillin, though. I'm allergic to penicillin. And then she took them. And even though she'd been assured they weren't, they were. Oh, man. So then she had an allergic reaction to penicillin. Mm-hmm. And it was when That's we right. were in that it was when we were in that stop off in Thailand where they'd had a devastating flood and everything was shut. Was it that night that I she then? Got, that. Yeah. 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 Yes. But she we then saw her again in Koh Samui, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was Bali, or was okay. it Malek? It wasn't but quite I think that long. Was, I think it was only about a week, but it felt like <clears> quite a <throat> We were just so used to... Right, because right, we didn't know when she was going to be back with us. We had no idea. Yeah. Did Lisa go with her as well? I think they both... Mm-hmm. I think both so. Yeah. So, yeah, that yeah. was scary. Remember, that was really scary. Yeah, that was weird. I mean, but we made it out. We made it out of... Um, we, everyone made out alive. We did. We Luckily. did, miraculously. <laughs> we did. So, so, Becky, what were, I guess, what were some of your favorite places we visited? Um, I know you said you were excited about Asia, but you also really liked Europe. But what were some of your favorite places you visited and, and why? Well, just to jump on the bandwagon with you guys and live, Nepal was just amazing. And I think I could just live in Kathmandu. I remember, because um, India had been obviously a bit difficult, and then Chitwan was fine. We did that that jungle walk. I know yeah. David talked about leeches. I actually, just to be one, another travel wanker, actually dressed sensibly that day. And I, <laughs> I had socks on up over my trousers. I had long sleeve top. And yet I still got, I think it was either one or two leeches. And I was like, how have you got like under my sock into my trouser and i also had something get into my shirt and fit all over my shoulder and like i had to strip off in the mid jungle and i had this massive red rash for like a week anyway that's not the fun bit but but by the time we got to like pokhara um i just remember i i hate i hate myself for it a little bit but it was just a little sense of normality like it was touristy but after everything, after a week in Iran, two weeks in India, a bit of Chitwan, I was just ready. And we also had a bit of a stop, didn't we, for maybe two or three days there. And it was just really nice, I remember, to stop and just breathe a bit. And we had the best night out there ever. Like, I still remember that night. It was so fun. Was it rum and cokes? So many rum and cokes. And it was, like, so cute. And... Um, so I loved, but then we got to Kathmandu and we had a couple of days there. And for me, that felt like a bit of normal living, like Kathmandu, like the city itself. Frankie and I did a hot yoga class. Like we just, I just loved it. So I loved Kathmandu and Nepal in general. 
loved the Golden Temple, really liked like Prague, Budapest, Istanbul. I don't know what it is about Istanbul. I can't explain what it was. I just loved the feel and the vibe of the city. And actually, I really enjoyed Bangkok. Like, I think we had like fun. Like, David took us out cycling one day. Oh, he, we had such a good day he, in Bangkok. Yeah. Yeah. He knew it and we didn't really know it. It was a really nice hotel we stayed in as well in Bangkok. And us, do you remember, like, we had a couple of really fun nights out there as well, like Halloween. And there was, was there karaoke in a drag bar or something? <laughs> yeah. Um, you and I sang a duet. Do you, do you happen to remember the song? No, you'll remember. What was it? <laughs> it was Hello by Lionel Richie. <laughs> <laughs> um, goodness. I'm sure we crushed it. Though. I mean, that's my memory well, is that we nailed it. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> um, yeah. And so those are my favorite bits, I think. Like, obviously, there are bits of... I remember getting to Darwin and having a massive, like, reverse culture shock. Like, suddenly being back in kind of a Western world. So I didn't like Darwin, but I feel like I didn't like it just because of that reason and not, uh, actually, I think it's probably quite a nice city, but just remember being really overwhelmed. But I did go to see the last Harry Potter movie and it was the first time I ever went to the cinema on my own because none of you lot wanted to go despite me trying <laughs> to drag someone. And actually it, it kick-started and I go to the cinema all the time on my own now and I love it. And um, I actually prefer to go on my own these days than with people. So there was a fun thing in Darwin, even if I didn't love the city itself. Well, we, uh, didn't, do, we didn't do anything in Darwin besides go to a casino. We had, well, Darwin's where we had our Thanksgiving dinner, which is significant. That is, yeah, that was At the hostel. And yeah. we all yeah. Yeah. made the, the mashed potatoes, I do remember. Uh, we bought a chicken. Uh, I made I made a green bean casserole. Uh, it was it was it was fun. But yeah, you and I hoofed it to the to the casino, which was like a solid hour walk. <laughs> At that we point, came, we could have walked anywhere. True, but we came back from the casino in Darwin at like two a.m. Like. Really? What kind of degenerates we were? And the thing is, the total amount of money we would have gambled was fifteen, twenty bucks. Yeah. Our our thing was to walk through the penny slots and find coins that people had left and use <laughs> and use those. <laughs> we traveled all the way to Australia. To go to a casino. To go to a casino. That was so sad. But I did remember you spending a lot of time at a roulette table and, and br breaking even after being there for like an hour. But uh, anyway. Well, we really, like, we were all really, I know you guys were obviously being really tight with money, but most of us in our group were as well, which is why, like, we literally had, like, what, four drunken nights in the entire three months because we were all trying to keep on top of money because i know other people like sometimes got annoyed i think it's like, oh come on come out like drink and it was like i'm i'm i was aiming to stay in australia afterwards so yeah my plan was to do like a, a year out there so i was just mm -hmm. like i can't this is all i have like this money has to last me and so that's why we had like our night main nights out literally were like that weren't in a hostel you know like we right. danced and stuff like that were we're in Pokhara, Bangkok, Pokhara. Yeah. Uh, Bali, and that uh -huh. was probably about it. Yeah, that's true. I think that's all. Yeah. Yeah. 
Bangkok was fun. Uh, we talked about the, do you remember the Sangsum bucket? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing we're dancing in the street in the, uh, on Halloween with who knows who. That was so fun. <laughs> like, in, Amer- in the UK, I mean, it was maybe back then, but, like, Halloween was never a big thing over mm-hmm. here, like it is now, whereas it was for you guys. But I remember us being like, oh, we're in Thailand. They probably won't celebrate Halloween. I don't think that could be going on. And then it was just so fun. Like, and it was, it crazy, was yeah. So it was, I remember just dancing in the street. I've got good memories of that. There, there are bound to be pictures. Some, I think there is a picture of, because AWOL left. I know. Uh, I was lame. I'm sorry. It was I think a picture of you, me, Natalie, and Laura. I th- well, a few of us. And, the, and, and the mummy. Our mummy friend. Oh, yeah. I definitely have those pictures. I've definitely okay. got those. So I have to find. But then I remember I ditched the barley night. I don't know why I wasn't in the mood. Like, I remember dancing oh. in a club and being like, I'm done now. <laughs> As Laura would say, Laura, I remember Laura taught me about French exit where you just leave and don't tell anyone. <laughs> so, Laura. I think she told me, like, I think it was Hungary, maybe in somewhere in Budapest, and we had like a group meal, maybe. It was fairly early on. And I just remember being like, oh, where did you go? She's like, oh, French, I did a French exit. I'm like, what? Oh, I just left without telling you. And I've ever since then that stuck with me and I do that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I it's crazy to me. Again, I I you know, we Hickman and I had we knew each other, so we yeah. weren't alone, but it is crazy to me that you did it alone, that you didn't know anybody yeah. else. But at the same time you you built such close relationships in a short amount of time with the other mm-hmm. girls, you know, Laura and, and Frankie and then Natalie once she joined. Like what was it about those relationships that, you know, made it made it easy for you no I guess we just had because we were quite different people mm-hmm. but but we just had a guess like a shared sense of humor shared interests we just kind of hit it off um I can't really remember why but yeah the three of us like because Natalie wasn't planning on staying as long in Sydney so we saw her though but like while she was there but then Laura Frankie and I ended up moving into a place together in Sydney for like three months which was the smallest thing with um only two bedrooms so Frankie and I shared like single two single beds in one bedroom and then Laura had a single bed in another bedroom and she had to walk through our bedroom to get into the bathroom and we had like like no aircon and the window in the bath no the window in the kitchen and the bathroom was like missing a couple of bits of glass but because it was excuse me summer it didn't matter um and we just yeah we lived there for like three months over the height of summer and got jobs but it was so hard to get work um that when we talk about money i actually ran out of money and i was putting stuff on the credit card with no way of paying it off and wow. Frank job like a few days before me and I remember it vividly so what we did was we spent our life going to the library because if you were we managed to live in Darlinghurst which was right by the Coca-Cola sign in King's Cross we were like a two minute walk so we managed to get right into the city which I found out afterwards was quite hard to do and so we lived in the library because if you had a city address you could just use the library for free and back then you know, Matt, you had like a little laptop and stuff, but 
we yeah. didn't smartphones didn't exist no. and no. none of us had like a laptop and your flat and our flat didn't have wi-fi so we would all live in the library <laughs> and you could and I we were spending hours there and um yeah and then I think Frankie managed to get a job just before me and then I remember vividly sitting outside the library in circular key and she got a phone call so I had to sit and sit down and then I got a phone call and I got a job and this was like but this was like the middle to the end of February and I'd we'd got there at the beginning of December so that's how long I got a job trying to live in an expensive city so sorry I totally digressed from your question no well that I I mean that's really interesting I mean I guess first off what kind of job did you get and then how did this come about I mean did you guys plan it at what point in the trip did you say, okay, we're going to stay in Sydney and live together? Uh, I can't remember, but yeah, we, it just came up, you know, it was like, well, what are your plans? Like, you know, you just talk about all your travel, like why are you here? What are you doing? And it just became apparent that the three of us all had plans to stay on in Sydney. And so I guess as the time just went on, we were like, so what, are we, are we going to live together? Like, <laughs> are we doing it? Like, and it just, yeah, we were like, yeah, why not? Like, and so we did, we did a hostel for about two, I think we moved in on the 15th of December. Mm-hmm. So we were getting a bit panicky before Christmas and, and we were so tight with money. We wouldn't like get a taxi anywhere, but for the moving day, we got a taxi. So it was like, I have, we have so much stuff. I do not want to lug it like, like half an hour walk away. Um, and yeah, we all, we all just did things like admin jobs. I did like a data entry job like but Sydney pays really well so the cost of living is really expensive but I was getting paid a lot for not doing very much which was great mm-hmm. and then while I was there I was like I said to you Alan earlier I oh I mentioned sorry on the beginning of this I did leave like I was on a sabbatical from my job and they were offering voluntary redundancy so they had to technically I was still an employee so I was having to go to um Coles so in the Coca-Cola sign under there there was a little shopping center and they had internet cafe and I was having to have Skype calls with like my human resources team and a lawyer and like and in the end I got voluntary redundancy so I only worked for about four five six weeks maximum and then I went off traveling again okay and used that money (laughs) (laughs) and where where, where did you go from there um, so I did, I went to Melbourne for eight days and I did the Grand Prix, uh, the Formula One Grand Prix, which was amazing. And then I did like a, I, I did lots of organized trips like we had. So then I did an organized trip from Melbourne to Adelaide, which did like the Great Ocean Road. And then I flew over to the East Coast and I had a nightmare because my flight was canceled. And But I had to get a boat and I did like a boat out on the Whitsunday Islands for two days went to Cairns did my paddy like my uh, scuba diving paddy which was a traumatic experience and then I went up to Cairns and did like I don't know a few days up there and then Frankie and I met in New Zealand and we did six weeks in a camper van around New Zealand which was just mind-blowing and we were the poorest of the poor like we made you guys look like we did nothing <laughs> we just drove around because we could afford nothing and it's still one of the best things I've ever done in my life 
That's awesome. That's, that's so great. Becky, what was your uh, first impression or do you, your first memory of meeting uh, the two of us? Oh, I was worried you were going to ask me because I honestly cannot remember. I was saying to Alan, like, I don't remember anything about Embankment, like who I spoke to. Okay. Like, I was so petrified. And my first memory is when I'm already on the bus. So I, say, I think I was speaking to Frankie and Vicky to start with. I can't remember, but Alan says he thinks that you guys spoke to me, but I'm really sorry. I can't remember at all. Wow. Right. I guess we thought going into it that maybe that people would think differently of us because we weren't, you know, from Europe or, you know, we were the Americans or whatever, but that's, that's why we've been kind of been asking that question because we wanted to know how people felt about us at the beginning. But I feel like we just kind of blended in perfectly with the group as we went on. Yeah, I think there was probably a moment where, because uh, I was judgy back then, where I'm like, oh, Americans, are they going to be loud and brash? But, like, you know, yeah. pretty quickly. <laughs> like, we were loud like, and obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> weren't we all back then? Hey, we were 26. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, pretty quickly, that wasn't an issue, like, at all. Yeah. But I can't remember the first time I spoke to you guys. It was probably on that first day. Yeah, we definitely we definitely talked to you a little bit on the embankment. I don't remember what we talked about, but I the first day that we hung out with you for the the whole day was in Budapest. Yeah, and yeah, and just and I I feel like it was Frankie, uh, me, and you, and or the three of us and Frankie and Rick, and just you know yeah. from then on we just like the friendship grew days. and yeah it became became that that solid group that we had. So I'm I, I'm really thankful that we had that group. Me too. Like. Because that's the thing, isn't it? You worry, that was the biggest worry, I think, that you're not going to get on with anyone and you're not yeah. going to find that kind of close friendship. Like, Frankie was the first person. I remember her and I in Bruges going out looking for waffles, like, with Belgian chocolate, like, for the first night. So she's, like, the first person I remember speaking to. And then I think you guys and then Laura and we just... Because Laura was a bit quieter than us, but mm -hmm. was the funniest person in the whole world. Sure, and, yeah. Super yeah. witty. Yeah, so we just kind of, I think we just came together mostly because of like, our humor and like shared humor. Mm -hmm. And we love of singing and all that annoying stuff that annoyed everyone else. <laughs> I recently saw a video that, I don't know where we were, somewhere in Asia, and I had taken a starfish from the ocean and uh, yeah. taken it to the hotel room. And then I accidentally, I left it on the, the balcony and I remember, I remember telling you guys like I killed a starfish and then for some reason we decided to just start um, singing as the starfish to the tune of oh. wagon wheel what? <laughs> I, I have no memory of this it, I mean actually I do remember this now you said I think the problem is you just have to make your own entertainment didn't you yeah yeah pretty much is we we, we had so much time on the oh bus to kill gosh. that we had so many random moments like that, but we were singing as a starfish there for a while to the tune of Wagon Wheel. Yeah, I do remember that. I mean, what was nice is we had our close group, but yeah, when we were then on the bus, because we would hang out so much evenings mm -hmm. and stuff, and you mentioned this, you would then maybe sit with someone else then for a while on the bus. So like um, Debbie and David and that. And I remember because of my because I worried about my travel sickness, I bought like my iPod had all these audiobooks on. But what I soon learned is audiobooks just make me fall asleep. 
And I kept falling, like trying to listen, fall asleep, wake up, rewind. And so then we started passing, there were books being passed around and it was the um, Stieg Larsson books. And I remember, mm -hmm. yeah, David lending me all of those and working my way through those. And so, yeah, the fact that I could read on the bus and just a shout out to Helen and David, actually, because for me, they made me realize like that you can like find someone and you can have a relationship or whatever without having to have kids because personally I don't want to have children so for me I remember being like in awe of them because I'm like oh that's what I want and I hope one day that I can find what they have so just a little shout out to them yeah they were great um do you have any regrets Becky um things you would have done differently if you could go back and do it again um yeah just one because I believe uh it's a bit travel wankery again I don't believe in regret regrets because you do whatever you feels right for you at that time hmm. and you know I'm but I really regret not writing a blooming journal diary of some sort because the fact that I can't remember about three quarters of it uh, it just really frustrates me there's so much I can't remember I think I wrote like one journal entry on the first day and that was it so i would definitely do that going forward going okay. forward if you did it again like yeah yeah no i even even going forward i think that's a, a good thing to if you for future travels you know keeping some sort of notes i i said the same thing i wish i would have done the same thing and but i really like what you said about you do what's best for you and at the time and so you know regrets is kind of a a harsh word, I guess, to put it, but that's a good, I like that. Well, I just remember, like, you saying, you know, oh, maybe we slept too much, etc. And I remember, you know, <laughs> a bit of an argument about that at one point, like, and it's like, but you're on the bus for, like, 10 to 12 hours. Like, you cannot, I'm not going to be able to stare out the window for that long. Right. And, and it is, I mean, it is ridiculous how tired you are when you're not doing anything. You're just sitting on a blooming bus. But it was really tiring. I remember like one day just constantly, like I would fall asleep for like a 45 minute wake up and then fall asleep again. Just must have slept off and on for hours, which is not really what I'm, I can do these days. But there's just something about the journey sometimes that's just really tiring. Or we were doing it early mornings, late nights. Oh, yeah. actually, that has reminded me like when we did the, did you guys get up early in Indonesia and there was, we saw like a sunset over one of the, volcanoes that was really cool like trying to get up oh the yeah no no we, we yeah we <laughs> missed the sunrise up on mount bromo um but no you're right i mean some of those days were just so long especially indonesia oh, yeah. we were all just exhausted being on the bus for so long in indonesia i remember we finally got to mount bromo and we were just like finally somewhere you know proper as you guys would say yeah, and there was the place where we stopped, because I was really lucky, because although I got sick on the bus in Indonesia, it was the one day in Indonesia that was slightly shorter, maybe like eight or nine hours rather than 12 to 16, because I remember sitting on the bus and everyone slowly getting off, and I think there was a back door, and I was sitting right by the back door, and people were like, are you going to get off? And I was like, I don't think I can, because if I move, I think I'm going to be sick. Um, and I can't remember, and, and surely enough, I was, but at least I made it into the room and the bathroom. 
But um, I can't remember where that place was. And there was like a nice beach and things. And I think some of you guys went and did a bit of a trek. But I was, I don't even know where that was in Indonesia. I just know <laughs> I, was really, I was really sick. No, you're, you're not alone in that because Indonesia all kind of blends together for me outside of Mount Bromo. Yeah, I can only remember Bali and Mount Bromo. I'd really like to, there's loads of places I want to go back to. And Indonesia is one of them. But yeah. then also it's like, but there's all these other countries that I've not been to yet. Yeah, it's true. Well, that's that's it's true. Because I, I want to travel. I want to go back to Bali. I want to go back to Nepal. But at the same time, I'm like you. I also want to go to all these places that I haven't been yet. So it's uh, so it sounds like to me that you've become the travel, like traveling's now in your blood. You just, you want to do it as much as yeah, you can. Yeah, I mean, every holiday since that one, has not really sat still like I came to the states a few years ago because my friend my flatmate I was living in London and my flatmate her colleague was getting married in Boston and we were like why don't we turn it into a two-week holiday and so we did but we did Boston New York um Montauk DC Chicago back to uh, Boston in like two and a half weeks. It's, I just can't seem to go up until about two years ago, I finally had like a beach holiday where I didn't really move because I just felt really tired. But every holiday involved just traveling around. Yeah. Well, I'm a little disappointed you didn't call us. You come I to know, our country. I'm so sorry. I just, I'm just kidding. I definitely, just kidding. Wanna, I definitely want to, I've never done the South of, South America, like South America, but yeah, I definitely missing traveling with with the joys of this pandemic. Yeah, we were the same way. I think I think we both wanted to travel. I think we all wanted to travel this year, and we couldn't do it. So hopefully we'll we'll be able to do that soon enough. But this has been really fun. Is there any anything else you want to share um, or I'm talk about? Wondering- just quickly, can you remember much about Australia? Because you were there for a few days with us before you left. I can't uh, remember a lot about it, though. Like, I think some drinking, and that was about it. That was, it was bittersweet, because we had become such good friends with y'all at that point. And I remember going out one night, the, the five of us, five of us? Six of us with Natalie, yeah. Six of us, and we got into a fountain, like like the uh, yes. like the opening of Friends, you know. And oh, we, I might have pictures of that. And we, I mean, because we've become that close, I feel like over those three months, and then we just sat by the water at night, looking at the opera house. I remember doing that. And now we know what we really like. Yeah, and Hickey didn't like it apparently. No, I mean, I I understand. And then we went. the The, the last meal that we had was at Subway. <laughs> Yeah, so that was, I remember now, when I say drinking, it was coffee shops, wasn't it? Because we couldn't afford anything else. So that fountain's up by Circular Quay, and there's like loads of coffee, like coffee shops, Starbucks and stuff up there. And so I think that's where we spent our time. Yeah. I mean, I wish we could have stayed longer, but we just, we didn't have that ability to do so. But yeah, it's, um, it was, it was a bittersweet moment for sure to have to say goodbye. And, and now here we are 10 years later. and you know, we're able to reconnect, which has been really, really fun. It's been really great to see you guys. Thanks for inviting me on. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. And I'm glad you're enjoying the podcast and it's bringing back some of these memories for you. 
It really is. Yeah, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to have to go through all my photos now. So you may start getting like random ones where I'll chuck them in the group from where, from stuff we've talked about. Yes, please. Do. please. Throw, yeah, do that. Throw them in the Facebook group. Well, Becky, it's been a joy to speak with you and thank you so much. And we will hopefully get to see you sometime in the, in the not too distant future if we can get over there. If you ever come over here, again, you have a standing invitation to come see us. So it's been really good to catch up and uh, thank you for listening. And as always, quarters is money. <laughs>